I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Happy Mama Movement podcast. I'm Amy Taylor-Kabaz. I would like to start by acknowledging the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation on which this podcast is recorded as the traditional custodians of this land and pay my respects to the Elders past, present and emerging. And as this podcast is dedicated to the wisdom and knowledge of motherhood, I would like to acknowledge the mothers of this land, the Elders, their wisdom, their knowing and my own elders and teachers. Welcome back, everyone. I'm so excited to share this interview with you today. When I first heard of matrescence and the transformation that this can bring, I really knew deep in my bones that there was something here, that this had the potential to resonate with mamas all over the world no matter what their experience has been. But I wondered, what about cultural differences, language differences, religious differences? Has the concept of matrescence, in the sense of it's a period of transformation from the woman you were to the mother you are becoming, does that resonate with everybody? Which is why I'm so honoured to share with you this conversation with Hind. I first met Hind when she joined one of my programs, Redefine, and then she went on to train as a mummerizing facilitator and is now a phenomenal coach and matrescence activist in Egypt and the Middle East. What I love about the conversations with Hind is once again, I'm reminded of the potential this has, but also how common our struggles are that the expectations around what it means to be a good mother cross boundaries, cross languages and cross cultures. Although Hin's experience of what it meant to be a mama is unique to her part of the world, when you listen, her story is so not unique because as women, we are all here to break down that expectation of what it means to be a good mother and a successful woman. And matrescence holds the key for that. These conversations hold the key for this. Enjoy this conversation and how inspiring it is to know what we are changing in the world right now is really happening. Hind, it is so good to see your smiling face and have you on this podcast. Welcome. Thank you, Amy, for the invitation. Uh, I've been so excited to bring your energy and your story to all of the mamas that listen. I would love to explore with you the idea that this concept of matrescence really 
translates into all languages and cultures, that this is a universal experience. So to really tell that story, I would love for you to start by sharing with me, as you grew up, what was your expectation around being a mother and a woman? Mm -hmm. uh, as a kid, I always uh, saw moms as superheroes. Uh, they can do everything. But when I started growing up, and getting into womanhood, you start hearing here in Egypt that motherhood is a prison. Uh, your life ends and uh, you lose a lot and you should be fully dedicated to your child and it's like you don't exist. Oh. I even heard the sentence recently when someone knew about my current pregnancy and I shared the health issues I'm going through. And the very first response was, it, it, it doesn't matter. The most important thing that your child has a sibling. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> the mom is totally unseen in our culture. Totally unseen. You're just a channel to give birth to kids and you don't exist. So that's what we hear all the time here. So what is that like to grow up knowing that this is your future? This is your assumed future, right? It is assumed that all women will marry and have children and that therefore their future involves this prison, as you say. For you personally, what did that feel like growing up? Um, for me personally, I didn't hear those words before I got pregnant. So oh, okay. I wasn't that much loaded with these things. But for other moms, they take the step because they are just obligated to do so. Uh, you are a woman, you have to be a mom. <laughs> uh, but um, they hate it from the beginning. They're not excited, they're worried. They, they enter the experience with so much uh, worries and lies and, uh, and insecurities that they dictate their experience, actually. And is it okay to complain or be honest about the struggles of motherhood in your culture? <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. You shouldn't uh, complain. You are a mom, and that's expected from being a mom. You should be uh, always running around. You should be always suffering. It's very hard, very hard. And uh, they add a religious layer on it, on it that um, God will uh, take you away, your child, or you will be uh, punished. This is not true. <laughs> this is not true. It's a culture thing, not a religious thing. Uh, we can complain, it's okay. We just always deny the mom's right to just say, I'm tired. Wow, so can I just clarify that? So it feels like if you complained about being a mum, God would take your child. You would lose the right to be a mother. Yeah, yeah, they say those lies to moms, but it's not true. They silence themselves in worry and in fear, but it's not true. 
So what was your experience of becoming a mum then? Uh, as you know, I'm an engineer. <laughs> I used to identify myself as a planner, an achiever, always running around. And when I became a mom, <laughs> I felt like I hit the wall. Nothing is going as planned. And seeing everyone around me smelling the baby and having good times and enjoying them, I felt like a failure, Amy. It was so deep. I felt like I'm the only one suffering. Am I the only one uh, not enjoying my baby? I doubted myself. The, the very first step, I doubted myself. It was killing me. I didn't like it. Uh, I loved my, my daughter. I loved her. We had a special bond. At the same time, I hated motherhood. Yes. Uh, by time, I had postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, and postpartum rage. I had the old package, actually. <laughs> <laughs> You're an overachiever but, even in that. I love that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I always felt that the reason behind this that I hated perfectionism. And as you always say, we don't get perfect. Uh, we don't get angry. We get perfect. Yes. And I hated perfectionism. So I got angry. I got very angry, Amy. I, I had rage. Uh, I hated everything. Sleeping time, nap time, my husband, everything. Uh, so it was a very tough time at the beginning. So when I heard about matrescence, it hit me. It really hit me. It acknowledged that I am not the problem. I am transitioning into something that's much, much bigger than me. Hmm. And I didn't learn how to do this. I didn't know what to do. I need, I just need support. I need uh, knowledge. I need the way. And really your transition is so tied in with your identity and your cultural identity. So you and I have had some beautiful conversations around this. In a way, there was your self-identity, which was this very uh, successful, busy, hardworking, ambitious version of yourself. And yet the cultural assumptions around being a mother was the complete opposite. I mean, we talk about the inner split. Your inner split must have been like the Grand Canyon between these two versions of yourself. Yeah, because you are asked to be a very successful woman. And at the same time, you should be the super mom, the super mom that never rests. <laughs> I, my mom, uh, when she calls me and what are you doing? I'm resting. Go find something to do. Uh, okay. <laughs> you should be doing something all the way as a mom for your home, for your kids. Uh, so yeah, yeah, the split was huge um, because you're asked to do both and to be perfect in both, to give 100% in both. And what has it been like trying to transform that in your own way first. We'll talk about what you do now with mamas and you have done, you work with a lot of mums, a lot of women as a coach, but for you yourself, how have you come to peace with this? 
even though it's an ongoing process I know <laughs> yeah yeah first thing I knew I was not the problem and this was a huge transformation because I started getting kinder to myself I could empathize with myself I'm not beating myself up and then I started trying to help myself a bit by bit. Try, okay, let's see how can I help myself in this. I hate this and this and this about motherhood. What should I do? And going into redefine program with you and memorizing and the birth of you uh, too. I started <laughs> uh, absorbing all of this and I, it really changed me because I understood every bit and I believe that there is more to understand and to learn. Um, motherhood, I always imagine it as, you know, the movie Inside Out, the cartoon. Mm, I do. Uh, yeah, the motherboard in our brain. And I think uh, I always imagine motherhood as it comes and tap on buttons that were never pressed before to show you uh, strengths you never knew to show you weaknesses you never had an idea you have, to show you love that you never experienced. I never knew that I was not flexible. I didn't have flexibility. And motherhood, after knowing about my presence, I now appreciate it as my, as my experience to learn about flexibility. Mm. I love that idea of the motherboard and the buttons that this pushes that we didn't even know was there it was like a secret panel we didn't even know was there isn't it that's a beautiful definition of matrescence yeah I always feel like we see another version of ourselves we see uh, in different contexts and different situations with different triggers and and different us and we can do this being kind to ourselves <laughs> So when you think about being a mum now, you're pregnant with your second child due at the end of July. Yeah. As you step into this next season of matrescence, because as we know, with each child, with each pregnancy, no matter how that pregnancy ends, with each pregnancy, we enter another season of transition. How are you feeling about being a mummer again? Oh, actually, <laughs> it's coming to give me another listen, and it's grace. I learned about flexibility in the first one, and I really believe in my heart. This one is about being graceful. Mm -hmm. I still having a lot of health issues in this pregnancy, low blood pressure, gut issues. So I stayed the whole four months in bed. My husband is doing everything. My kid is always on TV. Oof, it was hard. It was hard. But I was taking it slowly. And I always told myself, take it gracefully. It will end. It will end. If I stayed like this with a very low blood pressure, no problem. And I started getting better a bit by bit. I'm on meds to help my blood pressure till now. But... I feel graceful. It's okay. It's just a phase. It's just a season. And when the baby comes, it will be another season. I don't need to be on top of things. 
Mm. I will find my way. That's what I learned from the first experience that I will find my way no matter what. That's right. And this belief that you need to be a super mum, you know, busy no matter what, off that couch, you can't rest, you have to keep going. That has been broken down through the challenges of this pregnancy. Sometimes I think when I reflect on how I've learned through three children, it's like if if it hadn't been that extreme, I don't know if I would have got the lesson. (laughs) It's like I'm a slow (laughs) learner. Like the universe had to really put me on that couch for 10 weeks with that third baby. Otherwise, I was never going to get it. And I think sometimes these massive challenges are just the most beautiful way of the universe trying to get our attention. This is what you need. This is what you need to learn right now. Yeah, yeah. The one that crack us, usually the one that teaches us. A hundred percent. Otherwise, it will just a scratch and it will go away and I will forget it. So I really believe yeah that motherhood comes and cracks us for this uh, get into ourselves inside ourselves to know our true selves our true values to discover as you say the lies that we were told that this is not true none of them your worth is not in achieving or over business or anything of this can i ask you how do you feel about being a voice for this in your country, in your culture, when it is so ingrained and conversations around the struggles of motherhood are so not welcome? And yet here you are fiercely speaking out both on this podcast, obviously, but in your own business, in your community, on social media. It blows my mind, Hind, how courageous this is. I can't imagine, well, I can, what it would feel like to witness a woman break down a religious belief that she has been holding and realising that's not what God said. Oh, it gives me goosebumps and tears, Hind. What is that like? I really believe it's the awakening, as you call it, Amy. They believe that, no, actually God values motherhood. And God talks about motherhood in the most beautiful way in Quran about motherhood. And uh, this is not true. They start seeing the same text with different eyes. No, it's valued. It's understood. So they start valuing motherhood themselves. They start feeling safer in motherhood because they were not safe. You, you imagine you're not allowed to complain. You're, you do not exist. You're unseen and so on, so on, so on, so So once all of this are broken and you can see how motherhood really is and how much it's valued, they start have a clear insights about motherhood. Find their true selves as they always feel it. Wow. What a phenomenal role you play in these women's lives. 
So as a mummerizing facilitator, I think it's also really important for us to take a moment and acknowledge the enormity of this. Uh, acknowledging as most of us in this training and in this movement are facing this cultural revolution within ourselves at the same time as supporting others. You are pregnant with your beautiful second child who will be born in the next few months. And yet you also have a huge calling. You have this huge vision. You have this desire to create change in a real and sustainable way. So I know that some days that might feel really overwhelming and impossible. But when you're in your power, what do you tell yourself about this mountain before you and the timing of it and who you are in this? I tell myself that I don't care about the results anymore. I just keep trying and keep moving. I'm not waiting for the culture to change now. It will not happen in my lifetime. Mm. <laughs> it's a fact. It's a whole culture. We are we're 90 million, I think, in Egypt. So it's practical to believe that <laughs> I'm not going to break the culture now, <laughs> but I'm going to spread the word and I'm not going to stop and the ripple effect will go on. Oh, give me all the goosebumps just then. I'm going to spread the word. Yeah. And so you will. And so you will. Because this is what happens. If we want cultural change, the mothers are the first step because then the daughters and the sons learn differently and maybe they will be the ones who speak up because that's what you're starting to see in your beautiful daughter, aren't you? She's not willing to stay silent. (laughs) No. (laughs) Yesterday I was asking her about her day in school and she asked me about mine and I told her what I did. And it, oh, mommy, you did a lot of things as you always do every day. And I was proud of the tone of appreciation she talked in. Uh, I was really proud of her that she appreciates what a mom does. I love that so much. I hint you have, if anybody is going to create this ripple of change, it will be you. You are so bravely looking at yourself first and then taking that into your work. That's been the greatest privilege of, of witnessing you in this over the last year or so, is how much you are willing to look at your own stories around who I should be and how I can't be angry and I need to be busy and so willing to question those and bravely have conversations with your husband and with the people around you. It's incredible to watch. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. I don't know about you, but when I have conversations like this, I get so activated. I get so excited about the possibilities for the future for women and mamas and families in general. Instead of us celebrating being busy and self-sacrificing and being invisible during these years, as Hind described, 
We get to stand in our power and be honest. We love being a mama, but we're also a woman. And there are times when it's hard and there's times where it is absolutely beautiful and both are okay. You can follow along with Hind at her Instagram account, The Mum Village. And please message her. Let her know what this interview and podcast meant to you. And if you want to know more about what a Mama Rising facilitator does and perhaps work with one, work with a coach, a facilitator on your own stories of being a mama and a woman, then I am so excited to let you know that our mamarising.net website is now live. Go there now, explore these amazing women and how they are here to support you and others. Thank you for being a part of this conversation, Mama. We change the way mothers are valued and seen in our society and our world by bringing these conversations to light and spreading the whispers of matrescence. And so I ask you to be a part of this movement now. Speak to others around you about matrescence, about your experience of motherhood. Let's bring it to light together. To find out more about matrescence, go to amytaylorkabaz.com forward slash matrescence and receive your free ebook, The Matrescence Map, so you can understand it even deeper. Thank you for being a part of this. Until next week, Satnam. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.